We are currently in a constitutional crisis for a variety of reasons, but mainly because there are many jurisdictions that are trying to make it so that non-citizens can vote. New York is currently caught up in the courts over this, but Maryland and California have jurisdictions that are trying to make it or have made it legal for non-citizens to vote in certain elections. And now we have this immigrant from Hong Kong becomes first non-U.S. citizen appointed to San Francisco Election Commission. Yo, this lady moved here in 2019 and she is now five years later serving on an election commission. This is a constitutional crisis. It is a question of who is entitled to these rights and protections. Now, the Bill of Rights applies to all people, not just citizens. But who has the privilege of running this system? Who has the responsibility? Well, you've got to be a a citizen. At least that's what we argue. The left argues otherwise. This country cannot go on in this way. It will either rip itself apart in bloody conflict or there will be some kind of resolution to the questions that are being asked right now with the mass flooding of the southern border. And now this the United States is in serious trouble. I do think we're winning. And I say this a lot. I mean, for the simple fact that conservatives have kids and liberals don't or liberals are more likely to abort their kids or sterilize them. The future is just heading in the direction of conservatism. But we'll see. Fox News reports a woman who doesn't have the legal the ability to legally vote in the U.S., was sworn into San Francisco's election commission on Wednesday. Northern California public news site KQED reported Thursday that Hong Kong immigrant Kelly Wong is believed to be the first non-citizen appointed to the commission after San Francisco passed a measure in 2020 removing citizenship requirement to serve on city boards, commissions, and advisory bodies. Wong, an immigrant rights advocate who came to the U.S. from Hong Kong in 2019 to pursue a graduate degree, was sworn in at a ceremony in San Francisco City Hall. Amazing. Board of Supervisors President Aaron Peskin conducted the ceremony while dozens of people gathered to commemorate the occasion, the outlet reported. Wong was unanimously voted in by the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. She spoke to KQED about overcoming the doubt she had to achieve the position. There are always voices in my head like, you can't do it. You're not competent. You're an immigrant. This is not your country. That's not true. If I can do it, you can do it too. Okay, uh, it's not your country. That's not a mean thing to say. It's a statement of fact. It's not your country. But here we are. Peskin had high praise for Wong, especially her ability to engage and enfranchise people and help non-citizens become citizens. I'm very impressed by her commitment to enfranchising people who rarely vote, to educating people about the voting process, and to bring in non-citizens and get them the tools they need as they become citizens. Well, certainly, if the argument was to help them become citizens, certainly if the argument was someone who was an immigrant and became a citizen, was naturalized, is assisting in this way. But quite literally, for someone who is not a citizen to be serving on these boards is insane. There needs to be a Supreme Court ruling, and it needs to happen ASAP, making it What's the right word? Not illegal, but, um, you know, barring the practice of non-citizens serving in governmental positions. I mean, this is crazy. Non-citizens can serve in government in positions of authority over citizens. That makes no sense. I'm very impressed by her commitment to enfranchising people who rarely vote, to educating people about the voting process and to bring in non-citizens to get them the tools they need. Right. People who rarely vote. Are you saying that non-citizens vote, but rarely? Sure. 
I don't think so, but maybe. In the interview with the outlet prior to her swearing in, Wong talked about the importance of getting immigrants, especially those who can't speak English, informed about the voting process. I've seen how language and cultural barriers prevent immigrants with limited English proficiency from fully exercising their right to vote. What? 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 Are you talking about naturalized citizens? Is there a way to do voter outreach that is not just about translation, but can touch on political education while maintaining neutrality and impartiality in our elections? Dude. So she's going to be meeting with people under the fairest assessment who are citizens who went through that process, and she's supposed to be the expert here, but they have more experience than she does. They got naturalized. No, the reality is you see where they're going this with this. They want people who are not citizens voting in our elections. She mentioned her own struggles as a foreigner with navigating voting systems, allowing her to empathize with those she wants to help. Why would someone who's not a citizen be voting in our country anywhere for any reason? Unless, of course, it was a private organization. Even though I'm fluent in English, I still encounter challenges in navigating a new system, let alone participating in political conversation and activities. Wong commented how she discovered that there isn't an equivalent term for the word reparations in Cantonese or Mandarin. Really? <laughs> That's kind of funny. One Cantonese speaking Chinese immigrant in the city told the outlet through an interpreter, whenever I experience a language barrier or difficulties around access, I can come to Kelly for help. San Francisco Election Commission President Robin Stone recently told Fox News Digital, I support the Board of Supervisors authority and decision to appoint Kelly Wong to the Elections Commission. What's more, as public officers of the city, we respect the law and will of San Francisco voters who removed the citizenship requirement for commissioners in 2020. Y'all ready for what comes next? I was having a conversation with a Civil War historian and a California secessionists, secessionist this past Friday on the Culture War podcast. Check it out and subscribe to Tenant Media. It's Friday mornings at 10 a.m. We have uh, various, in it's, a, it's an interview show. It's less news topical. And uh, I said, I believe, you know, if we are heading to Civil War, you know, I love saying it. I wonder what the catalyst could be. And for a while, I thought maybe immigration, maybe child sex changes. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Abortion seemed to be the uh, big issue because it's a moral outrage over whether uh, 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 questioning when someone has personhood rights under the Constitution. Democrats argue you're not even alive until sometime after you're born. So you don't have any rights. Conservatives argue you're alive if you were concepted conceived, right? If you if you were conceived, there you go. That's the right word. However, I think it may be immigration. Because this is the question that Democrats are posing. The historian uh, we had on, Jeff, he, he mentioned that um, I think Mayhew, am I getting his name wrong? I want I want to be uh, careful here, but I think I got it right. He was mentioning. Uh, yeah. That, 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 yeah, right, right. Okay, I got it right. I want to make sure I got your name right, Jeff, because I would be uh, Jeff Mayhew. He was saying that the southern states were empowering themselves in Congress using slaves. Basically, these people were not, did not have the, the ability to vote. So the three-fifths compromise was the South wanted them to vote so they'd have more representation. They argued that they should get congressional seats based on the slaves they had. A very few people had slaves, but it was still a few million, I think three million at its peak. So they were giving themselves extra congressional seats and then voting on it. Today, the Democrats are doing that with immigrants. That's right. They bring in non-citizens, count them towards the census, and then give themselves extra congressional seats. 
The end result of this could be at the end of whatever is coming, the argument and the question comes up as to whether or not immigrants are citizens or, or whether or not they have full rights in this country the moment they step foot. The Democrats will make the argument. They have free speech, right? They have, we, already, we already believe they have, they, the Bill of Rights applies to them. You can't illegally search and seize, etc. Okay, why can't they vote then? Well, when this all first started, this great nation, voting was supposed to be that you were a landowner. Why? It's not because it was about rich people. It's about who lived here. Do you live here? Do you work here? Okay, then you can vote in what we do. If you don't, then, then you can't. Why should some strange person who doesn't live here vote on how we live? And we changed all of that. And it makes sense for a variety of reasons. People became renters instead of owners. And then you have people participating in politics who rent and aren't owners. But then you start to get the severance. People who are not tied to the community voting on issues that affect it. This is the natural path. Democrats creating a future where people who are not citizens vote. It is the natural direction of where this is going. So if there is a civil war, I wonder if where we ultimately end up is if the Democrats win, they will say the borders are open. And simply by standing here and saying you want to vote, you can. America becomes the global empire, no longer a country. It becomes the government of the planet. Anyone here is a citizen, a global citizen. And it seems like that's what they're trying to do. When that happens, the things that your father and your mother and your grandfather and your grandmother, the things that your ancestors built, they will be handed down to no one. You will have nothing. You will eat the bugs and you will live in the pod. And then one by one, the same thing will affect the rest of the world. As more and more people want to be a part of whatever this system is, imagine the United States become a, becomes a borderless, stateless place. Simply the global empire. Anybody need walk in and declare it and you're a citizen. Okay, we're already seeing it. Gen Z can't afford to live, but they're giving luxury hotels to non-citizens. This is the process. That's the direction they want. Should we win this conflict? We secure our borders, retain the great policies and plans and, and rights granted by the founding fathers, and we stop the destruction of this country. We'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.